Blog Talk Radio. Come back home to Africa. Come back home. 
Guana Kofi Wary Awo Onlo Uto Ne Iwo Ada Afanbo Osi Obatala Mi Ita Ni Ibo Onilio Aban Eshu Eshu is the respected elder who flogs, confronts, and uncovers fools that one burst in mysteries uses truth to own you. He causes scattered to feed poverty. Obatala shapes rascals to have sacrifice. The owner of warnings is the one who is Eshu. Aboru aboye awushise ashe. May our ebo reach a rune. May our ebo be accepted. May our ebo allow what we desire to come to pass. And so we say ashe. Asheo and ashe. And some of you say aibobo, aibobo. Indeed, but all is a blessing. We are ethnically, culturally inclusive in this space from a righteous perspective, from a true perspective. For indeed, we always start. We have no foundation. We have no scaffolding. We have no building blocks without our ancestors, our paternal ancestors, our maternal ancestors, those who come before us who laid the path, the foundation upon which we now stand. We can think of that spiritually. We can think of that figuratively. But that's a literal truth, beloved. Understand that's a literal truth. Science now has documented what we've always known in ancestral acknowledgement, and that is your ancestral memory survives in your blood. Survives in your blood. So the, the loves and the mores and the dislikes and, and the taste of grandma and great-grandma and big mama and big papa and great-grandpapa stand up in your blood. We're not always connected to it. We don't always remember. Some of our parents don't talk about their parents or their grandparents or their great-grandparents. If they were familiar with them to any degree of understanding. It's, it's a very rare thing. I'm gifted to be connected to both my mother, to have been connected to my grandmothers, and to have witnessed, to some degree, the demonstration of my great-grandparents. But when that is not present, and for us who've made our way through the Middle Passage, it is often not present. It is said we don't know our language. Thank you, Erica Badu. Thank you, Fat Belly. Bella. We don't know our language. We don't know our gods. We take what we're given, even when it's ours. Thank you, Erica Badu. But, but we take what we've been given. And what I'm learning, you know, I invited you all, I think January 2019, to pick 10 people out of your friends list. Ten people that are most active, 
who like and comment, like and comment a great deal of your posts. They might like to comment on posts, but not a friend that you already know, not a family member that you already know, but someone that's regular on your friends list. I've been here since Hurricane Katrina in 2005, so, so I know thousands of people from uh, MySpace to Facebook to Twitter to Instagram, et cetera. So just choose 10 and make a concerted effort to communicate with them What is is what I said. Make a concerted effort to build relationships. It's not just young people. Even old people have lost the ability to build and create relationships. It has everything to do with what we eat, what we drink, the environment that we're existing in, the politics that we're being forced to live through, many other distractions. But indeed, we are weak in the building relationship component. I threw out the offer, the, the challenge that you better use your Twitter, better use your Facebook Messenger, better use your Skype. Use it better. Use it in a way that has value. And so for me, every day I'm in Brazil, I'm in Ghana, I'm in Nigeria, I'm in Cameroon every day. Every day. Did I say every day? Every day my computer's working, every day I got internet. I'm in, you know, countries outside of U.S., outside of our culture. And particularly speaking, as many of you are, a reconnection to self a reconnection to our roots, a reconnection to that which we believe and have been led to believe that we've lost or we've sort of shut a door on, a third eye door on, and we're now waking up. And I gift to you, I offer to you that this is not unique to the U.S. (laughs) I've got friends, and I don't want to say exactly where, I don't want to say exactly who, um, but I have friends in other other countries, I will say in West Africa, who surprisingly, as many of you do, know more about Christianity than they do their own homegrown traditions. And it's shocking to me. It's amazing to me. And so I'm, I'm having the pleasure, if you will, to mentor and teach and share uh, with a good friend of mine. We've been friends via the internet for well over a dozen years. Uh, We've just now started getting to a place where we realized we had more in common than not and and that we could benefit each other. But it's really interesting when I'm teaching Abasone, when I'm teaching indigenous culture, when I'm teaching uh, creation stories and creation myths to people who live and exist in those lands today, who like us, have been absorbed into the Western mindset to include Christianity, to include Judaism, to include Islam to, to some degree. The, my, the main dominant world belief systems that sort of drive much of, of what's happening. Understanding that we know that this indigenous thought and this, this indigenous mindset still exists, still exists. Even in Nigeria, even in Ivory Coast, even in Ghana, even in <clears throat> Egypt, even in Senegal, it still exists, but you have to look for it. And I think we sometimes, as Africans born in America, 
passed through this this abyss of the Middle Passage, uh, believe that it is indeed something that we have to look for, something we have to hunt for, something we have to struggle for, something we have to sacrifice for it and, and pay for to some degree. But indeed, I say to my friends in West Africa, in Ghana, in Nigeria, in, in Cote d'Ivoire, <laughs> I say the same thing to you that I offer to my American audience, Gambia. It's in your blood. It's already in your blood. Pull it up, resurrect it, stand up in it. Seek the elders who are living. Seek the elders who, who are thriving. Seek the elders who are doing while they're here, while they're in your presence. And absorb their knowledge. Absorb their information. Document that information for, for dexterity, for the, next, for the next episode of life as it, as it would be. So today in this ritual calendar of things where many of you are acknowledging Ose Obatala and indeed giving acknowledgement to Egungun, our ascended ancestors, those on the other side, those who've gone on to the other side, who would assist us? For my new listeners, this isn't necromancy. We aren't waking up to problemsome, troublesome, you know, meddlesome members within our bloodlines and, and lineages. Indeed, allow them to rest and allow them to move on. Allow them to be healed and renewed and transformed in, in, in the other side, in the next realm of, of, of spirit. But for those who would otherwise agree to assist us, the Egungun, those ascended ancestors, in the ritual calendar of things, we acknowledge them today. So indeed, I, I give acknowledgement to my mothers, mothers, and my great-grandmothers, mothers, and my great-great-grandmothers, mothers, of both my maternal lineage, my mother's side of the family, and my paternal lineage, the father's side of the family. I give knowledge, acknowledgement to those ancestors known and also those ancestors unknown that we don't know, that have been forgotten, whose names we can't remember whose story we can't tell, but who still push forward, who still stand up to give us strength and to give us courage and to give us creativity when we need it and ingenuity when we need it and stand up indeed in us and through us, in our blood, in our blood. It is in that moment of meditation, transcendental meditation, prayerful meditation, that indeed we seek light an understanding and a connection to God and that which is bigger and greater than ourselves. But I often teach, and I do, as any of my God children, as any of my clients, I often teach that your ancestors are human and have had a human incarnation. And so indeed they know and they understand all human frailties, all human problems, all human circumstances, all human blessings, all human joys, they indeed understand. Even before God or, or those powers that we acknowledge in the spirit realm who, who work for us and do awesome and good for us but have not had a human incarnation. I remember in, in a past life, it was, it was once said that God robed himself in flesh and became a prophet. And, and the prophet was his human representation. 
But the prophet said, greater things than you think I've done, you'll do. <laughs> the prophet said, bigger things than what you try and attribute to me, than what you try and, and, and lay on me, bigger things, so too will you do. And it was also said on the flip side that he took on all the infirmities and diseases and pestilence and, and negative human occurrences, all for our good, all yet for our good. And, and some would say that sounds like Omulu Oye. Iba Omulu Oye, Iba Babalu Oye. We also acknowledge Babalu Oye on this ritual calendar of things, who indeed is the antidote to infirmities, to, to disease, to calamities. For my new participants and, and even for my mom, that's the Christ you see on my altar, on the crutches, with the two dogs walking along with, with him. So you may have seen that in your local Catholic church. You may have seen that in some of your other religious institutions. Indeed, you may have seen it in, in black, so-called black churches, Christian Baptist churches. But it is a memory of, an echo of, and something that we stand up in, in, in Lukumi, Santeria, Palo. A voodoo, Nago tradition, Ifa, Yoruba tradition, as Sakpata, as Omolu Oye, as Babalu Oye, who comes to heal the disease, heal the infirmity, bring balance to. And so they walk alongside our ancestors in assisting us in our endeavors. And let me tell you, it don't mean you're not going to be challenged. Indeed, you will be challenged. I assure you, the moment you commit to doing something better, the moment you commit to changing your life, the moment you commit to not being depressed anymore, to not having that button be pushed anymore, to not having your triggers manipulated anymore, not just by the outside world, but by your peer group, your so-called friends and family. I see you on Instagram. I see you on Twitter. You all trigger each other. Some of you post nonsense, that's a trigger. Some of you post wisdom and information and knowledge and truth, that's a trigger. <laughs> Some of you post hateful, evil, disgusting lies and rumors, that too is a trigger. And so the ancestors see me, the ancestors see you, the ancestors see all. Some call, cultures call it karma. I think karma is too weak for voodoo. I think karma, as a word, is, is too weak for traditional African-based systems because it shows up much harder here. It shows up much quicker here. It shows up much faster here. Oh, we're not waiting on the by and by. One of the things that attracted me to voodoo in particular, I'm not waiting on the by and by. I'm not waiting on an excuse. I'm not sitting in a position of being the victim. Proactivity is what drew me to this path. Proactivity. The idea that I could do something about any and everything. The idea that there's always, always something to do. Always. Other than worry. Other than live in fear. Other than cry. Other than be full of anxiety and fear, there's so many other creative, powerful things that we can do. 
And so in my way, I've been begging that, imparting that, asking that, really since, when was it? March, March 1st. March 1st. Since we became fully aware of the pandemic. But for my regular listeners, you know that, well, Prince speaks at many levels about many things all at the same time. My new listeners, you might not know that. <laughs> I might be discussing seven different topics in that one sentence. And, and it hits you where you are. It hits you with what you know. It, it hits you in your place of inner standing. I, I like that about spirit. I do. And, and, and indeed, there is no voodoo without spirit. Yes, there's no voodoo without nature. We need our plants, our trees, our herbs, our produce, our vegetables, you know, our protein. But indeed, there is no voodoo without an authentic connection spirit. So any authentic practitioner in this tradition is going to be connected to nature. It's going to be connected to their ancestors. It's going to be connected to the realm of spirit. Authentically, authentically. And those things form a triad. Those things operate together, together to move any idea forward, to move any creation, recreation forward, to move any kind of healing and bringing a balance forward. Oh, it doesn't mean people aren't going to throw rocks. Doesn't mean people aren't going to be hateful. That means people aren't going to do ugly, ungodly things. Doesn't mean that. And some of you fear success because you fear drama. And I hear it almost every day from several people. You have different wording for it. You have different jargon for it. Oh, I, I don't want to deal with, you know, people. I don't want to deal with the traffic. I don't want to deal with the drama. And that's because at every level, I don't care what level you're on, every level, they're going to hate you. They're going to come for you. They're going to try and weaken your position. They're going to try and weaken your resolve. They're going to try and weaken your inner standing. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are. And I've learned through my own journey that it meets you exactly where you are. Because if you're waiting on that day, that moment, that hour when it's all good and it's all peaceful and, and all the haters are, are under the ground and, and out of your life and out of your way, you're living a fantasy. You're living a fantasy, especially if you're doing anything real, especially if you're doing anything legitimate. You, you, all eyes will be on you. All ears will be on you. I remember back in my past life, they said, well, if the devil don't come for you, you, you ain't doing anything. He's, he's appeased and he's happy with you. So he leaves you alone. I, I remember that in my past life. But if he's coming for you and constantly coming for you and constantly coming for you, it's a reason, beloved. Stand up in your reason. Stand up in your God calling. Stand up in your blessing. It's like light in the middle of a world of darkness. Light will be attracted to light, for sure. All kind of light beings and, 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 and angels and blessings and God's sense will come to you in the light. 
but so too will darkness. Once you turn that beam of light on in, in, in the middle of darkness, everybody sees you. Everybody. And yes, they will come for you. <laughs> and you cannot let that be a reason to digress. You cannot let that be a reason to back up, to back down, to be quiet, to pull back. You can't let that be a reason. So whether it's in the movement, Black Lives Matter, keep fighting, keep pushing forward. I'm seeing demons rear their heads, show their faces in this climate in a way that I've never seen before, beloved, in a way that I've never seen before. You do understand that some people out there believe you to be a terrorist for supporting Black Lives Matter. That's how wicked this evil is that we're dealing with. That's how wicked this is. Someone else told me in my former life that in the last days, the lies will be accepted for the truth, and the truth will be put down for the lie. Somebody somebody tell me it ain't so. Who can bear witness that that ain't so in, in 2020? That the lie is accepted as the truth And the truth is put down as the lie And if you're not careful Especially in social media They'll attempt to clown you But they'll do it on the street too It's a video on my Facebook page Right now With a demon showing out in a Walmart In a girl's face A young black woman's face With all her co-workers looking on you know, people don't know how to act under demon attack. Real demon attack, people don't know how to act. You freeze up. See, see, it's not like Casper and, you know, all the friendly ghosts that have been projected at you in cartoons and TV media. I don't care whether you be religious folk, Christian folk, or voodoo folk. Some of y'all couldn't handle real demonology. If it spit in your face the way he spit in hers. Some of you couldn't handle that. So be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you project onto other people. And be sure that your ancestors documented first. Your ancestors. Your ancestors. Your ancestors. So we give gratitude, great gratitude to the power of ancestors our front line of defense to overcome all manners of evil, all manners of witchcraft, all manners of, of, of wickedness. We give gratitude and thanks to our, to our ancestors. I believe we also acknowledge Iyami. Some of y'all mistake that for, for, for witchcraft itself, but you've heard me say a, a woman pushing out a baby in witchcraft is divine powers, divine creative powers. And so we also acknowledge all those powers that our big mamas passed down to us that keep us alive and keep the lineages moving forward. But but mind you and be clear, that ain't witchcraft. Voodoo is not witchcraft. Indigenous world traditions are not witchcraft. That is a Christian eyes, Judaic Islamic projection onto the rest of the world, which I've always had a problem with, by the way. 
How does a God, a great goddess, create a world of such diversity and color and magnitude to only enforce them by threat of death under one God, one religion, one world understanding? Never understood that. Never understood that. And when I begin my own spiritual journey, I begin to understand that there's nuggets of gold and jewels in all traditions, in all religious traditions. And my mom used to ask, well, how do you study all those traditions and all of those religions and all of those cultures and all those languages and not get confused? Oh, my mom bears witness to my, my level of study and, and not be confused. And that's because once you come into clarity about who you are, you can stand in any weather. You can stand in any scenario. And so, yes, I could then go into the witchcraft books and the demonology and, and, and the darker studies without being scathed by it, without being affected by it, without losing sight of my own position my own inner standing. So I've done my homework. My feelings, my comments, my my rhetoric <laughs> suggestions, you know, are not just my emotions, my feelings, how I think or feel about something. And again, I'm not driven by popularity. What part of that do you all not understand? I wouldn't be standing here looking like this with this background if I was concerned about popularity, I'd buy friends like you. If I was concerned about popularity, I'd buy me 50,000 followers if I was concerned about popularity. Not concerned about popularity. Concerned about disseminating the truth, regaining the truth for ourselves. Hear me, for ourselves. I, I didn't say for time maker. I said for ourselves. Because I, for one, and many of you, will, will no longer stand up to any fabrications that we don't know our own languages, we don't know our own gods, or we don't know our own traditions, and that we just accept and take what's given to us, even though it might appear to be odd. I no longer stand in that position, and many of you no longer stand in that position. I invite you, however, to be authentic to be authentic, and to know that it's not just us, it's not just the African-American, it's not just us. <laughs> I, I encountered the Nigerian, the Ghanaian, and, and, and every day who knows nothing about Orisha, who knows nothing about Abasan, who knows nothing about many of the embraced, you know, and, and run with, if you will, here in America. Uh, and again, fueled by some really great book authors and book writers, but also fueled by our ability to navigate the internet and to navigate uh, technology. Greetings, Oracle Treehouse. Greetings, beloved. So I welcome you, each and every one of you, your questions, your comments, your requests, and what time Spirit would have me to give you today. My live listening and call-in number is area code 845-277- Nine one four three eight four five two seven seven nine one four three. When you are ready with your question, comment, or request, yes, please do press the number one on your telephone keypad, 
and I will be more than happy to unmute your mic and bring you into the conversation. And yes, oh yes, I I hold the controls on the mute button. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> so and I'm only talking to one person. So so if you're disrespectful, if you're out of pocket, yes. I'm going to mute you just like CNN, just like Fox, just like NBC, just like WWL, just like WBOK. I'm going to put you on mute if you're disrespectful and you don't ha- know how to act. Cabio Cile. All right. Now, Olukoso just agreed. <laughs> Mama Oya just agreed. So if you're clowning, yeah, I'm going to put you on mute. You got that twisted. And again, thank you for the promotion. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the the promotion is overwhelming. Overwhelming. Uh, there, there are two centers of gossip right now. One on the West Coast and one a little bit closer here in, in town. I can't tell you the phone rings constantly all day, all night. The emails don't stop all day, all night. Listen, I would otherwise tell you to stop, but man, the promotion is overwhelming. What the enemy means for your harm, the ancestors and and the most high will, will turn it around for your good. I invite you, do your homework, do your research. Don't get caught up in no mess now. Because <laughs> all it, you know, producers of mess will be handled. So don't don't get caught up. Get your facts together. Get your details together. Do your homework. Wise people are trying to to instruct you. Listen, listen. Smart people are trying to instruct you right now. Listen. Allow them to allow them to move you forward to the next level. Greetings, greetings, beloved. And before I forget, yes, I am having the annual Marie Laveau celebration, September 10th, Marie, Marie Laveau's birthday. It will be here at House of the Divine Prince and Hoodoo Central LLC. RSVP, absolutely mandatory. The day of showing up unannounced, Without offering is is post. I'm sorry, is pre is pre COVID. We are now post COVID. We got new rules, new protocols. So you must RSVP and you must do so like right now, right now. I'm shutting down RSVPs on my birthday, September 5th. So you must RSVP. This event is free. However. There are a list of instructions and protocols and certain items that you must bring to be party to Marie Laveau's annual birthday celebration here at the House of the Divine Prince. It will be, oh, multi-textured is the best way I can describe it. It'll be multi-textured. It will be indoors. It will be outdoors. It'll be a little bit of this. It'll be a little bit of that. And you will walk away absolutely glad that you were, again, to one of my special and rare in-house events. I just ask and request that you RSVP, RSVP, RSVP. By email, I will respond. You will be made aware of the protocols, the offerings, 
you know, the details of the event. And I look forward to seeing you on Marie Laveau's birthday, September 10th, 2020. All is truly and indeed a blessing. And wear your mask, wear your mask, wear your mask. Bring your hand sanitizer, bring extra hand sanitizer. All is a blessing. All is a blessing. Yes, the goddess initiative. Indeed, the ancestors of inner stand. Greetings arise, Africa, queens and kings. Greetings, beloved. Greetings, and thank you for being a part of revolutionary hoodoo, New Orleans hoodoo secrets and recipes. I think we have stormy weather moving forward. It's going to last long. It's just passing through. But I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the connection to nature. I'm grateful for connection to God. I'm grateful for connection to spirit. I'm grateful for connection to community, a connection to ancestors, but also connection to elders and those who are yet present here with us who can guide us and teach us and lead us along the way and help us to move forward. Give thanks to the Kashmir loves. Greetings, beloved. Give thanks. Best time to give praise is when your eyes pop open. Best time to remember God and the ancestors in your head is when your eyes pop open and you remember that that moment you remember that you're still alive, that you're still breathing. Because when you're asleep and you're in the dream state, you aren't quite sure where you are in, in that in that moment. It's the nature of being asleep. It's the nature of dreaming. But that moment that you arrive, you realize you still got breath and you still hear. Um, most mature spiritual folks give thanks, give gratitude, give acknowledgement. So indeed, that is the best time. But I also say that you do it when you can, how you can. If I'm under duress, I'm going to do it a lot more often. If I'm under duress, I might be at the cemetery every day. I might go see Marie Laveau every day if I'm under duress. Um, and, and, and folk of all sorts of religions take the same human-like paths and behaviors. People tend to be much more spiritual when things are, you know, tough and rough. You call it on God. You call it on Shun. You call it on the ancestors when, when things are bad. But the minute you believe and have a perception of, of things are okay, many people fall off the wayside. Many people, you know, have a whole nother life that they're that they're living. Um so it's very individualistic, it's very specific to to the need, but also to the desire of the person who's calling on the ancestors. Um I, I like to ask, do you wake up your ancestors for foolishness? Do you wake up your ancestors for, for pettiness? Do you wake up your ancestors every day when, when you got an itch or a twitch or a scratch? You know, or, or do we try to look at how we approach not just ancestors, but how we approach God and what we're asking for and, and what we're requiring spirit to do? And in exchange for what? In exchange for what? So he gives you the he gives you the Powerball. He gives you the lottery. You you win a million dollars. Then you do what? And it's easy to say, oh, I've got a list. I've got a budget. You know, I'm going to help out my mama and I'm going to help out my, my sisters and them. It's real easy to say. We can fix our mouths to say anything 
It's a whole nother thing about demonstration. I told my friend a little earlier today, it, it's show and tell. It's real easy to tell, real easy to talk about it. it it's a whole nother thing to show it. It's a whole nother thing to demonstrate it. It's real easy to show up on Twitter and say, hey, I acknowledge my ancestors every day. Real easy. Just words. Okay, you might impart a picture or two. Okay, <laughs> maybe a little bit of a snippet of a video. But but that's that's media. Whether we're in the media or just people using the media, it's media. It's a snapshot. It's an illusion of who you might be, how you might feel, what message you might be trying to project at any given moment. And, and some of you are a little bit more craftier at it than others. Some of you are much more intentional about it than others. I, I get that. But it is in that demonstration where authenticity stands up, where truth stands up, where we separate the witches from the voodoo practitioners, where we separate the witches from the from the qualified Babalao and Ianifa, the qualified Mambo and, and Hogans. And so you can rest in your feelings. I, I told you this ain't a popularity contest. My position ain't about to be altered, not because you don't like my position. When I come to a different understanding, I might, maybe, but I doubt it. <laughs> right now, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I, I, I got clarity about how our ancestors work. I have clarity about how the spirit realm works. And coming up off the bricks, coming up off the streets, sleeping in abandoned buildings, sleeping in the park, sleeping on the river, sleeping under the tree, I've done it the hard way. And so I'm trying to gift it to you. I'm trying to gift it to you. This is where I give it away. It's, it's right here. It's right here. Ask your questions. Make your requests. You don't have to agree, just be just be respectful. <laughs> you don't have to believe like me, just be respectful. Just be respectful and be able to articulate your position. Because this is more than just feelings. This is more than just fad. This is more than just what's popular right now and today. Anybody in this room over 35, over 45 knows what a fad looks like. And you know that they come and they go. And when we're in the middle of it, it's all the rage. Everyone's got to have one. Everybody's spending money on it, on a fad. And when it's done, it's done. And when it's done, it's over. <laughs> That's a fad. Now we recreate, you know, a decade later, two, day, two decades later, we have retro, you know, and so you pull your bell bottoms out to pull your 1970s garments out. You know, many of you are going natural, 1960s. Many of you are growing afros, 1970s. <laughs> okay, we, we, we've done that. Been there, done that. Many of you got the afro pick with the, with the fist. I got my grandmama afro pick with the fist from the 60s. Okay, so life repeats itself. Truth repeats itself. We are gifted, gifted, G-I-F-T-E-D, an opportunity to learn and relearn and improve with the thought that when I'm 20, I'll be better. When I'm 30, I'll be better. 
When I'm 40, I'll be better. That's the thought. That's the thought. But once you start holding on to your bondage, you're already shackled. You're already handcuffed. You're already being held down, beat down. But then when you shackle yourself and then attempt to shackle others, that's a bigger issue. And especially for me, that's a much bigger issue. That's when I'm guaranteed to come out badly. And battling hard and battling strong. And the thing about me battling is I could be battling right now. And you wouldn't know it. <laughs> and you wouldn't know it. Yes, indeed. Thank you, uh, Shan- Shanda C. Greetings, beloved. Yes, in, in 2000, Reiki was the thing. Everybody was a Reiki master. You know, we, we were about to open up as many Reiki shops as we have yoga studios. And now you, you don't hear so much. Now they've moved on to the next thing. And see, culture and tradition and ethnicity, as Sandra, I'm sure, would agree, don't move like that. There, there are aspects of our culture and our tradition that have endured centuries, that have endured generations, that have endured the fads, that have endured commercialism, capitalism, you know, greed, appropriation, you know, and, and those traditions still stand. And it's by communicating with my beloved brothers and sisters in West Africa that I get the clearest understanding of that. Because once you get past the cultural differences, how we live here versus how they live, okay, let's be more specific. Places like Ghana, Nigeria, I would be totally illegal, totally illegal. I couldn't take my husband, my lover, my partner, and not admit to it, I'd have to keep a whole hell, hell a lot of hair on my face. I couldn't wear no lipstick. I couldn't be who I am. And we demonize the West, America, the UK. You know, we say they're too liberal. They say we're too much of this and we're too much of that. But I think that it, we get lost in our own little Western world. And we really forget the dynamics of living and life in other locations. So I know people in other locations in Africa who have to conceal their identity, who have to be somebody else, who who cannot claim Orisha, who cannot claim, you know, Abasan and, and Loa as their only foundation without some repercussion from the culture, from the society, police. I'm talking about Ghana. I'm talking about Nigeria. I'm talking about Cameroon. I'm talking about Ivory Coast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, they're in your DM. Yeah, they're in your inbox. They are desperate to get out. Desperate to get out. By hook or crook, as my grandmama used to say. Desperate to get out. And so we got this Arisha romance. We got this romantic feeling about the islands and the Caribbean and, and Haiti and South America and Africa. And we going home to our motherland. We going home to, to, to reconnect without doing our homework, without really understanding how these worlds are existing today in 2020 the effects of colonialism and enslavement still today in 2020. Just like we have here 
They have it too. We talk about post-traumatic slave disorder. They have it too. Except a different type, a different form. We might call it post-colonial enslavement. You know, but, but they have it. Indeed, they have it. Like many of you, they think America's better, white is right, brand names are the best. What's most expensive is probably the better thing to have. They've absorbed that, that Western toxin just the way that we have. And when you start asking them qualified questions, because if you don't understand, you know, the traditions of the ethnic groups of these, of these cultures specifically, then you don't have the words that I'm talking about. But when you have the words and you can express their gods and their traditions and their practices and their implements in a way that even they cannot, you really begin to see the reach of racism and white supremacy, the reach of colonialism and forced indoctrination of, of other folks' religion, of other folks' belief systems. And it's quite sad, but it's also invigorating at the same time because for me, man, I just continue to grow. <laughs> I just continue to expand uh, the reach of, of voodoo for the African in America, for the New Orleanian, for the Louisianian, for the Mississippian, but also trans-African, pan-African, a much more global reach and understanding of who we are people and the value in regaining, rebuilding, recapturing our traditions, our understanding of the world. So I'm grateful for Block Talk Radio and its ability to not only provide me that reach, YouTube provides me that reach, but to give it some visibility so that I know I'm being listened to in the Middle East, in South America, in certain areas of Africa. And it it gives me a great deal of, of peace, a great deal of joy. But in having those conversations, we find out that they are just as ignorant of us as we are of them. And in some cases, they are, they are just ignorant of indigenous practice and tradition as we believe ourselves to be. And, and we beat ourselves up by saying that, uh, you know, it, it is a direct result of the middle passage, and to a great degree it is. But again, when we put our, shoes in, put our feet in their shoes and look at it from their perspective, um, their culture has been ate away and, and rotted out from the inside out. And so maybe they did not have shallow slavery. We know they had it to some degree, but but not like we had it here. But the effects of that capturing and that worrying and being positioned to fight your brother, your cousin, for your own survival, that has survived. And to some degree, it still remains in the motherland. It still remains in West Africa. I'm told to be careful when I go to Benin. Oh, you better be careful when you go to Ghana. You know, this might happen, that might happen. Well, yeah, that happens here in America. (laughs) That happens in Miami. That happens in L.A. That happens in Chicago to the wayward tourists who, who, you know, wandered off the beaten path, you know, unfortunately. But um, I personally could not spend a whole lot of money and go to Africa and not know where I'm going and not know who I'm going to meet 
and, and not have people there waiting to meet me and embrace me. That, that, that is my goal, and that is my goal for the community. And so as we make the journey, you know, we're met there with a friendly face, a friendly family, a friendly community, you know, who already has done the homework that we are doing, ancestral work. Just imagine being born in Ghana or Nigeria and, and doing ancestral work and having to consider enslavement. What role, who might have been involved, who might have been sent away, who might have played some role there on, on, on the ground in the motherland. You know, it's a powerful thing. And it's one of the questions, one of the first questions that I ask any African, particularly West African, that I make contact with. What do you know about slavery? What do you know about the Middle Passage? What do you know about the Atlantic, Atlantic slave trade? Just one of the first questions I ask. Um, it cuts down on a lot of the buffoonery, cuts down on a lot of the fraudster, uh, but it also opens you up to what people know. I think we also misjudge the level of education and how education is disseminated in, in West Africa. If You can't go to school in West Africa if you can't afford it. You have to pay to send each child to school. So it's a challenge. You know, you might be challenged with your power, your electricity, your rent from month to month. They're challenged with that same bill, with that same of uh, having to pay to send the child to school. So sometimes they're forced to choose which child, the boy, the girl, the older one, the cuter one, the smarter one. They're forced to choose a child sometimes to educate. And so I, I'm quick to ask, what do you know about the Atlantic slave trade? What do you know about slavery in America? What do you know about, you know? And, and you'd be surprised. Rastafarianism has made great in stride, especially in Ghana. Um, so that has opened up a more universal view. They see themselves in Ghana, but they also see America, and they also see East Africa and, and Ethiopia, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, but, but in many other regions, you're seeing church, church. And that's being reinforced in the motherland. So don't be shocked when they don't know anything about the deity. Don't be shocked if they don't understand, you know, the inner workings of, of ritual. And, and, and don't continue to judge yourself for not knowing, for not having that understanding. Iya Iyala Van Zandt says it's unkind and unloving to expect yourself, to beat yourself up about something you don't know and that you've never been taught how to do. So we, we cannot beat ourselves up for it. But we must be honest about what we don't have and then seek it out. And so I, I, I like the, my West African family who are seeking out understanding. I mean, Cabio Sile, I mean, Shango is setting off car alarms. I mean, the, the thunder and lightning right now is just ridiculous. And the sun is still shining to some degree. <laughs> yes, indeed. So let's acknowledge where we are. Let's be authentic about where we are. Let's stand in our truth about our journey. And let's embrace these elders 50 and over while they're living. There's also a debate that comes up sometimes in, in social media about elders and who's an elder. I believe everybody who survives is an elder. Everybody. I don't care how negative your story. I don't care how positive your story. 
you got something I need to know. You got something that tells me go left and don't ever go right. You have something to give to me by way of your experience. So I acknowledge all of my elders. My mom is my witness. Since a child, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir, no, sir. I acknowledge all elders, all elders. And this is the time to sit at the foot of elders as so many are leaving us by way of this COVID. So many are departing by way of this COVID. But even in normal weather, even in normal circumstances, how often do you sit and ask questions and inquire? And, and yes, sometimes pry a little bit and push a little bit because some of our stories ain't being discussed. Some things, families that they ain't trying to talk about, and they're going to tell you that, oh, girl, we ain't trying to talk about that. That's the past. Let that go. You've heard that before. That don't mean you shouldn't have. That don't mean you shouldn't push. And seek out those in-laws. In-laws have been a powerful ally for me. Those men and women who marry into your family, who've been around since the beginning and know all the details, and, and, and in many cases have kept their mouth closed just for the sake of peace over the years. But you'd be surprised. You know, once you reach out to them and ask, and they don't always have to know what you're doing. They don't always have to know you're initiating into to something West African, into something, you know, non-Christian. They don't always have to know that. But just ask. Many of us don't know our family tree, don't know where we came from, don't know the environment Big Mama lived in and existed in, you know, to, to create what might present itself as a problem for you now at your generation. It's real easy to blame those who came before. It's real easy to say all oh, the civil rights movement should have fought this in the 70s. We did, to the best of our ability. I was a child, but we did, to the best of our ability, to what was available, to with the technology that we had available to us. Today, we indeed do have greater things available to us. We indeed do have a technology available to us that did not exist before. But don't waste it. Don't waste it. And by all means, don't record for dexterity for the future forever, you know, by way of your Instagram, your Facebook, your your uh, Twitter, your foolishness. Don't document that. Document your journey. And, and let's ask some questions. Relationship building is about asking questions, asking questions. It's one o'clock, y'all. I certainly appreciate all of you who are present with me now in this room. I'm forever grateful. You know, Sandra, I've always had an older friend. <laughs> My mama tell you that I've always gravitated to older people, the leaders, <clears throat> the head, the boss, the people who are in charge, the people who organize the thing. I always gravitated to them. I've always been kind of I don't know, funny acting about just hanging out with just the regular folks. And, you know, even when I'm on a movie set, you know, there might be background, there might be extras, there might be principal, there might be all sorts of, you know, performers there. And I would typically find a corner to sit in or stand in. Or I develop conversations and relationships with, usually with the creators, the producers, the directors, the makeup people, you know, the people who have some information, the people who know what we're doing, the people who have some idea about where we're going, even for, before we as talent 
or background had any idea why they booked us to show up there in the first place. And that is my attitude about life in general. In general, I get very bored easy. I don't want to see the same thing every day. I don't want to hear the same thing every day. You know, I got friends and family who can sit out on the stoop every day. I can't do that. <laughs> There's no money to be made on the stoop. Uh, I'm not gaining any degree of knowledge or information that's useful to me on the stoop. So I, I don't do the stoop. Now, big mama's on the stoop, big papa's on the stoop, and they sharing, they speaking, they talking. I'm on the stoop. I'm on the stoop. But that don't happen every day. You know, it might happen doing Mardi Gras, doing carnival. You know, it might happen with the second line, and then, you know, Ma'am Joseph jumps out, and, you know, and then we have an opportunity to talk and connect. But we have to remember folks' phone numbers. We have to remember how to call people. We have to remember how to check in. Uh, forgive me, Shamafia. Uh, do I feel taking pictures of your Ebo and posting it takes away from the power of it? Not necessarily. It depends on why you're posting it. You know, what's your motivation? What's your energy? Is it ha-ha, you know, I, I'm doing better? Is it ha-ha, you know, my elbow is, is, is the correct elbow and your elbowing? You know, provided that that's not in the question, um, not necessarily. Um, I said the other day that I post pictures of a shrine, altar. Often, it's nothing like what it is in, in the present moment in real time. So I might take a picture of that and then completely clean it up, take everything off of it, clean it, and then reestablish it, reset it up, move it to a different location. Same thing with documenting ceremonies. Some of you have a problem with the ceremonies being documented for PBS, ceremonies being documented for the Travel Channel. Some of y'all have a problem with it. And I understand, I understand, I would have a problem with it too considering no real authentic voodoo ceremonies were being documented, filmed, and verified until the 70s. And typically, Africa, Haiti, or the Caribbean, first one. First one to have a, 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 a ceremony documented and acknowledged at the academic level here in New Orleans. That ain't been done before. So I understand people and their feelings about it. I get that. And, and there's a little bit of a political back and forth about it, depending on where you're from, Shamafia. You, you know what I'm talking about. The Cubans and Lukomi, they got their attitude about certain things. And Florida got their attitude about certain things. I, I get that. But to answer your question, not really. The people who are observing the picture still have no idea what's really going on there. Still don't know what was done before or after. Still don't know what might be hidden or not seen or not visualized in your photograph. And as I said earlier in the show, it's a, it's a snapshot. It's a snapshot of a moment in time. No different than churches that's on TV. Okay, so you're here in the ministry and you might be feeling a little bit something, but it ain't like being there and you know it. It ain't like being sitting on a pew. It's not like gathering and hearing the drums and the It's a completely different experience. So people aren't seeing it in its totality, Shamafia, anyway. So it depends on how you do it. 
Are things done respectfully? And to what degree of wording, what degree of uh, information, you know, is being posted along with the photographs? Uh, I, I don't think it's a, a bad thing. Uh, I don't think it's a negative thing. I don't think it it hasn't affected my work. Um, and, and I'm sure uh, Oracle Treehouse can remember back at Yahoo 360 days, I, I was posting authors. I was posting shrines, and people made a fuss about it back then. And I'm still here today, successfully still here today, <laughs> still doing it and just doing it at a bigger level. Yes, Joy Joy, I hear you, beloved. Yes. Yeah, and I hope you come out, too, for the Marie Laveau, Joy Joy. I hear you, Neophyte Bocour. Greetings, beloved. Thank you so much. Listen, I'm going to move forward. I appreciate, you know, the hour that we've spent together. I have appointments back to back to back. <laughs> okay. So please forgive me. I am I'm available for your readings and your consultations and your services and your cleansings and, and, and all that you might seek and desire. Just reach out to me by way of email, divineprince at houseofthedivineprince.com. I will be more than happy to help you, assist you, address you. I respond to all emails. So if you're getting a problem with me and responding, you ain't got the right email. Uh, divine is spelled with two I's, D-I-D-I-N-E. Prince, P-R-I-N-C-E, at houseofthedivineprince.com. All is truly and indeed a blessing. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of this. Church Roman, until next time, all is a blessing. I drink a sip. I want Rasta forever, but you're an African. The devil said Rasta, I'm on your forever cruise. I tell her, yeah, it's my thing. Rasta for right. Kanamari, Kanamari, Kanamari. Throw me in the church. Throw me in the church. Throw me in the church. You never solve the problem. Throw me in the church. Throw me in the church. Throw me in the church. You never solve the problem. Throw me in the church. Throw me in the church. Throw me in the church. You never solve the problem. Throw me in the church, throw me in the church, throw me in the church, you never stop the problem. I see sometimes Jaja worshiping, we think fast in the church, you know every day is the worshiping. But what you're up on Africa, me I tell you that it's not how we worship Jaja. But whenever we love each other, do the right things, talk or concern, abortion, the yamma yamma things. Just keep on doing the right, you got to see Jaja bless you, flowing like water. So Jaja worshiping, it's a for living. Sometimes we think that Roman in the church is the mother So Rasta must see my people rise up If we will say we are Christian, let's speak up And love each other, do the right thing Everything gonna be the right My own people, I watch Rasta, you know me In your name, you came out, Jamio Chapi, Charlie, Chumi, Koto, say what you know me And you know you know me, the man, I come out Jamio, mamba, oh no, see you, you know me, you know me, you know me So, oh, but no, you know me, you know me, Charlie, Chumi, Kobo, Kanja, Jamio, Jamio, Kobo I don't know why you get down for me, get me, eh, me. Pobo can't judge you, man, judge
me still don't get none of it. The rasta came in in your name, oh damn you, say no me ne buy it. What's on why you be blowing your chest, baby? Why you blow me? Kone no fear, no kone in the money jaw. And you make kone man come by no kone gyal jah no lick and kope no koko. You me go for sign and catch them all. What's your loo? Lord Johnny, take me to buy no walk, no fear, no kone in the money jaw. Sarasu Romi in the church, Romi in the church, Romi in the church. You never solve your problem. Romi in the church, Romi in the church, Romi in the church. You never solve your problem. Some of people, if you you say you are Christian, just show some love to Mr. Poor Man. If you say you are Christian, my brother, I say stop abusing cocos and attempting and show love to human beings. That is what Jaja wants. So everything gonna be alright for our people. Love to peace. Solution me go to me and you win. The rasta came in in it. Me and wife no pack pan and double no get them out. Show me my back. Just a piece of solution me go to me and you win. This is no track or super any game. Show me my back. So no roll me in the cage. Roll me in the cage. I roll me in the cage. You never solve the problem. Roll me in the cage. Roll me in the cage. Roll me in the cage. You never solve the problem. Roll me in the cage. Roll me in the cage. Roll me in the cage. You never solve the problem. Roll me in the church, roll me in the church, roll me in the church. You never solve the problem. Roll me in the church, roll me in the church, roll me in the church. You never solve the problem. Roll me in the church, roll me in the church, roll me in the church. You never solve the problem. Lord, mommy, make it, papa, man, love you, but you're a star, you know me. You can't even know what's going on, you know what's going on. Don't get blown up, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Sit up, it's all you, me, go to me, fellow, you know, no, 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 no. Mami me, kwa pinone dabro na wasawa yomo, kano fenu kumaye. Lord me ne rasta, kano fenu wangela yomo. 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 Lord me ne rasta, kano fenu wangela